Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Ladies, woohoo! And woohoo! Gentle, woohoo! Men, woohoo! Welcome, woohoo! To woohoo! Another woohoo! Digital, woohoo! City! Sun! Woohoo! Woohoo! Look! Hi for all, everybody. Episode 240. Yeah. Woohoo! That's that's because we do the woohoos. The woohoos means that we have done ten more shows, just ten away from two hundred and fifty shows. I don't know if that feels at all uh, important or not, but uh, I mean, it is to a degree. Two hundred and fifty, I think we're close to, and that seem that feels more important to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It probably isn't that important, though. No. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) It it feels more important when we we have, like, a hundred more shows. But it's, of course, I mean, we do 52 shows a year, more or less. Right. Well, minus specials, but, like, main shows, yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I think, I think it is, I think it's okay to celebrate uh, yourself sometimes, especially when it comes to podcasting. I mean, if someone had asked me four, four years ago that uh, if I would do that, this uh, still, I would probably say no. And we're, we're still standing after all these years. Yeah, it seems really okay. unlikely, but it, it it is what it is. I don't know. Uh, I know. You just keep going, right? I mean, keep going and don't look back. That's what we've been doing. I I have absolutely no plans of uh, stop doing this. I I don't even like. I I was talking to. So I I really don't remember who it was. I think maybe it was Bill because he has six hundred other shows. Uh, and I, I I talked to him this week, and I I think I I asked him like, when did he feel like he had done enough shows, or when do you feel like you have done enough shows? And he said something like, if it is at the least interesting or fun or uh, anything else, like if you feel like you're getting something out of it, just continue doing it. And I was like, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, if it, if it became a, like, I mean, it is kind a of chore. A, a job. But, yeah, if it became, like, a chore that I wasn't yeah. getting paid for, that's when I would be, like, right. start thinking, okay, maybe I... But I just have fun, like, uh, I mean, it is work, right? It's it not is. like it isn't yeah. a, a lot of work to do the podcast, but... I have fun doing that work most of the time. I mean, there's some times where I'm like, oh, gosh, I really don't want to have to compile the news today. That's one thing, you know what I mean? But, like, then actually getting to talk about the news is always fun, so. 
Yes, so let's go into the corona shit. Uh, yeah, how much? Uh, that was one thing I was thinking this week is how much longer are we going to cover the numbers? Because it's starting to feel like a silly to be covering the numbers. It's starting to feel that way, you know what I mean? It is starting to feel like that. But uh, I think I think we will do it to where where thing comes back to norm normalcy. Maybe? Right. I don't know. Whatever that means, right. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever Whenever you means. can leave your apartment, maybe that's when we'll stop doing the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the day I can go outside, we don't do this anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 4.3 million uh, cases, uh, 300,000 deaths, 1.6 recovered, and... Uh, United States are f- f- uh, number one. You're number one. Um, Spain, Russia, United Kingdom, and Italy, and Brazil, and France, and Germany. Um, it doesn't look like there has been any uh, movement of who's first. Let's look at new cases. Um, United States first, then Russia, then Brazil, then India. Yeah, Russia has definitely uh, jumped, but that's probably just because we're getting those numbers now from Russia where we right. weren't before. Uh, then United Kingdom, uh, Italy, and Brazil. Yeah, so. No, sorry. Uh, uh, then India, UK, Chile, Saudi Arabia. Which? Uh, Norway, of course, uh, has uh, gone up. Uh, I think we had 7,800 last week, around there. Uh, We have 8,186 cases now. Right. Uh, Is that down from the... So that's down from the week before? No, that's up. So it's up. up. uh, Up. Yeah, approximately, uh, approximately one thousand six hundred. Could uh, that be wrong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I'm just going off what you're saying. Uh, I think so. I think it was seven thousand something last week. But you're relaxing the restrictions, at least there is what it's looking like. Uh, yeah. I am not uh, very happy about this. Like I said last week, uh, I can go to the movies. Does not fucking mean that I'm going to do it anytime fast. But yeah, you, you're right. Uh, Denmark, Norway uh, relaxes uh, restrictions, but borders remain closed. Take me through this. Uh, the governments of Denmark and Norway have both announced the, a detailed timetable for lifting the coronavirus restrictions. So just a timetable. Isn't, they're not doing it right now, but they're saying right. this is the timetable. We're going to do it. Uh, both Scandinavian nations aim to have everyday life more or less back to normal within four weeks. Uh, although large public gatherings are still banned and international tourism remains impossible. So the, the borders are still going to stay closed. Uh, yeah. Comparing it to Sweden, uh, with 3,000 plus numbers of COVID deaths in in Denmark, 400 or 514, and Norway 217 has been relatively low, with infection yeah. rates dropping quickly in both countries. 
the government believe it's time, the time is right to return to society, oh, return society to more of a normal state. So, what is the problem with Sweden, you ask? Uh, well, I can take you to a very uh, short answer to that. Uh, the government in Sweden has more or less uh, said uh, the same that the UK said in the beginning. Let's everyone get this so we can be done with it. Uh, so, the Sweden government has, has like said, okay... Uh, nothing is closing, we're not doing anything, we don't think, think this is very uh, smart doing, and that's why they now have 3,000 deaths uh, plus, and we have so uh, little, <coughs> because uh, their restrictions were uh, next to zero. Right. And I, I find that very confusing, that a neighborly country to Norway has been so irresponsible. A lot, of, my... a lot of Republicans here have been pointing to Sweden as like, uh, oh, look how well they're doing. They have way less deaths than we do here in America, and, and they didn't have any restrictions. It's like, well, number one, we have a ton more people, so of course we're going to have <laughs> right. more deaths. Number yeah. two, uh, they, while Sweden it doesn't have restrictions, the people there are smart enough to just not do the things that that they're not supposed to do, right? People right, are just staying yeah. home, where in America we have all these r ridiculous protests and whatnot. Yeah, but I, I, I find it very insensitive and very strange, and the border between uh, Denmark, no, sorry, uh, between Norway and, and, and Sweden... Uh, has been declared uh, a crucial zone where people are not allowed to cross. That makes so, sense. It says yeah. here Norway's timetable prioritizes children and young people. Kindergartens and schools for younger children are already open. Uh, from May yeah. 11th, schools for older children and adult education centers will be permitted to open. Uh, events up to 50 and private gatherings of up to 20 can be held. By mid-June, much of Norway's society will be functioning as normal. Uh, this yeah. means that professional sport uh, will be played without spectators still, and there will be likely limits on how many people can enter an individual shop or restaurant at a time. Oh, that makes right. sense. I'm, I'm a little curious uh, of how they will handheld that. If it's up to uh, the store, or if it's something where where we, we will see more guards or police uh, in front of the big stores. The other thing because, is, I know how movie theaters yeah. work, having worked in a movie theater for a long time. The way a movie right. theater works is they pay for to they pay the production company to to play the movie, and the right. production company gets every bit of ticket sales. A movie theater right. does not make anything on ticket sales. All the movie theater yeah. makes money on is popcorn, soda, candy, anything else they right. sell that's in, you know, the movie theater. Uh, soda, these kind of things. Uh, so, if you're only allowed to have 50 people in a movie theater, at most, right? At one time. Yeah, at most, yeah. And you're screening a movie that this this movie theater has to pay the production company for and give all the ticket sales to. Yeah. How much can this, how can you open a movie theater when you're making not enough money to have it open and pay 
for the cost of showing the movie, if that makes sense. No fucking clue. That right. is my answer to that, because it that's also one of the things I talked to my dad about. Uh, he was asking me, like, oh, why don't you go to a movie? And I was like... You know, I'm I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Right. And he goes like, has your doctor really said that? And I go, yes. I am talking to my doctor at least once a week. I am trying to get out of this apartment. Trust me, there's nothing else but me that wants to get outside. I haven't seen fucking sunshine in forever. <laughs> I'm fed up with being inside. Trust me. Another person who's fed up with being inside, Elon Musk, apparently. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, did you see the Joe Rogan podcast? I saw the last couple. I saw the one with uh, Elon, and then I watched the one with the guy, Michael something, yeah. the guy who had coronavirus. Oh. Michael, oh, yeah. Michael some, Michael, yo, Michael yo, I think is what his name is. Yo, <laughs> uh, yo to the flow. Yeah, I'm not super happy with Rogan right now and his views on coronavirus, no. and not really happy with Elon Musk either. Musk defies orders and reopens his Tesla California plant. Uh, Tesla has reopened its U.S. electric car plant in California despite local orders against manufacturing. On Monday, the co company's chief, chief executive, Musk, tweeted that the production had restarted it and he would be on the line with everyone else. United States and local governments are trying to determine the best way to open up after the lockdown. Musk previously vowed to move the firm's headquarters out of California if the plant was not allowed to reopen. So that was like his yeah. kind of threat that, oh, I'm just going to leave. And obviously my plant makes this city and probably state a lot of money. So if I leave... Right. Uh, so just let me open, even though it's against the law, otherwise I'm going to leave. It's kind of, he's, you know, he's threatening them. Uh, no joke. Uh, there was, uh, I think it was in uh, Madden 16 or 17 or something like that. Uh, there was a thing where uh, you can go to the uh, place where... Uh, and. Uh, to people that that are in charge of like building stadiums, and you can go, oh, if you don't give me the money for the new stadium, we will move to San Francisco because everybody was doing that at at one point, and it feels a little like that. If you ha had a sport team, uh, you can like always ask for a new stadium, or we're going to move. And right, he's totally. Kind of using uh, he's using the same same uh, tactics. Uh, Musk wrote on Twitter that Tesla had been singled out, saying that other U.S. car makers were still allowed to restart production. But yeah, they're in other states. Right? You're you're <laughs> in this state, and they're in that state, and there's different rules in different states. So yes, you're not being singled out. You just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I if mean, you have so much I money think... leave that plant there and for the time being open another plant in a state where you can do it if that's what right. you want to do you yeah. know what I mean you've got enough money yeah. rich guy come on <laughs> yeah and I mean it's not super important to make Teslas it's not like masks or anything they're not making food. Exactly. They're, and only people buying Teslas are these 
insanely rich people anyways who are doing just fine right now. So I, I, I have a genuine question for you. If you were giving a given a Tesla, would you be happy? Like f- for free? Oh, yeah. I'd drive it around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still a very <laughs> functional, like m- probably the most advanced car right now. You know what I mean? Oh, as yeah. far as cars oh, yeah. go, there isn't anything more advanced. As, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely drive it around. I, I wouldn't be embarrassed or anything. No, I, I, I think it's uh, uh, it has become the hype car to have. I think it's very much. Uh, I think you would get probably better electronic cars for a lot of less money. But Tesla has, has become the electric car of Mac. <laughs> yeah, kind it's of. Like it, yeah, yeah. It, fo- it follows like if you have a Mac, it's kind of like it's uh, you can be- get p- better PCs for at least half the amount of of the money you would buy to buy a Mac. But because it's a Mac, it sells. Anyway. Uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, Venezuela and uh, you uh, in the United States. Not you, Luke, but the United States itself trying to get uh, uh, Guada and uh, no Guada into power when Maduro was in power, right? Or is in power, right? Uh, and right. we were questioning whether or not. Uh, anybody in America was behind this as far as the government goes because we know the the actual group that was trying to take him out was an American group. Uh, last week, uh, a botched amphibious assault on Venezuela's coast quickly became uh, Maduro's rallying cry, uh, calling it Bay of Pigs in miniature, complete with a pair of captured U.S. gunmen. Iraqi war veterans were who were soon on state TV admitting their roles in the kidnapping plot of Maduro, Venezuelan forces easily foiled the sea invaders, most of them Venezuelan defectors. Uh, who are they fighting for? Donald Trump, it's that simple. L- let no one doubt it, declared Maduro. Secretary of State Mike Pomp- Michael Pompeo denied any direct U.S. involvement. So our government is saying that never happened. <laughs> Meantime, didn't Guaido. Say, go ahead. Uh, no, didn't they say that when they did the Bay of Pigs as well? I, I wasn't alive. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I'm yeah. assuming they denied it at the time. Meanwhile, Guaido, whose self-declared interim presidency has been rocked by the ster- series of stumbles in the last 16 months, was hard-pressed to explain away his signature on a jaw-dropping $210 million contract with Silver Core USA, the Florida security mm. firm that acknowledged it was behind the raid. So Guaido signed the contract for the money that was being given to the security forum for this specific operation, this coup. The funds were backed by huh. Venezuelan barrels of oil extracted uh, once Maduro was ousted and replaced. So they were going to use the oil from Venezuela. They were going to use money from oil from Venezuela once they ousted Maduro to pay these people. So that's another thing. Juan I'm so surprised. Jose Rende, a key Guaido associate, associate, also signed the contract, depicting it as a tentative accord ditched soon after it was signed last October. The contract was 
part of a preliminary agreement and never became effective, uh, they said. <laughs> no. Uh, Rendon, however, did acknowledge paying $50,000 to Silvercore for expenses. Okay. Okay. Yet, I have I have this teaching that I learned very easy on in my childhood. When it walks like a duck, sounds like a duck, and looks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So... <laughs> When it looks like a coop, a tent, smells like a coop, a tent, and looks like a coop, then it's probably a coop, a tent. That's what it's looking like. Uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't see anything suggesting what, anything other than that we were trying to have this happen. Right. I mean, yeah. people could argue, well, yeah, there's no proof that our government uh, told them to do this. But again, go back to the State of the Union. Why was... Guaido hanging out in the State of the Union address, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, from one conspiracy to another, uh, because, you know, uh, uh, Bush were behind the 9-11 attacks. That's uh, what people, some people believe, uh, at least. Uh, in a court filling, FBI accidentally reveals the name of a Saudi official suspected of directing support for 9-11 hijackers. Uh, the FBI inadvertently revealed one of the U.S. government's most sensitive secrets about 9-11, uh, the identity of a mysterious Saudi embassy official in Washington whose agents suspected had direct crucial support of two of the hijacker, hijackers. The disclosure, disclosure came in a new declaration filed in federal court by senior FBI official in response to a lawsuit brought by the families of the 9-11 victims. Uh, this, the lawsuit that accuses the Saudi government of complicity, complicity in the terror attacks. The declaration was filed last month, but unsealed late last week. Mm-hmm. So they did this, they accidentally, because of this lawsuit, accidentally revealed this guy's name, uh, who was supposedly helping the hijackers, and he was a Saudi embassy official in Washington. Really interesting stuff. Whoopsie. <laughs> uh, this shows uh, there's a complete government cover-up of the Saudi involvement, said Brett Eggleston, a spokesman for 9-11's families, whose father was killed in the attacks. It demonstrates there was a hierarchy of command that was coming from the Saudi embassy to the Ministry of Islam in Affairs in Los Angeles to the hijackers. Do you think this proves once and for all that uh, the Saudi government was behind us? Or at least they helped with it? Uh, if, yeah. you know... Uh... It proves that they were helping, for sure. And we knew before this that all the hijackers were Saudi Arabian, at least the ones we know of. Uh, right. So we always knew that there was a real possibility there was some Saudi involvement. But this shows uh, not only with their Saudi involvement, but it looks like our government knew about it and they just didn't tell anybody. It kind of, right. I wouldn't say hit it, but... This says it got out on accident, that they didn't mean to to have it be revealed, so it doesn't even seem like, even when it's coming out now, that they wanted it revealed. 
So let's go to the hottest, and I mean hottest, conspiracy of all. Obamagate, look. We're going to talk a lot about it. Uh, because U.S. drops Michael Flynn case. Takes me, take me through this. So this is where it all started, and we talked about this at the end of the show last week. Like, right at the end of the show, it was something that I was like, yep. uh, this is going to be interesting, and it's definitely going to be something we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> and it did. It blew up. It exploded. To say it mildly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Department of Justice released a newly... newly d- disclosed document related to Michael Flynn three years ago. Instead of firing FBI Director James Comey and improperly leaking his memos, President Donald Trump uh, oh, on President Trump, they definitely would have been, there would have been a special counsel only if it would have been investigated by the FBI for gross abuse of power, not the Trump administration. Uh, Let's remember how this all started. The principal evidence that prompted the FBI to open the overall investigation into Trump has been definitely determined to be the Steele dossier. We now know, based on recent disclosed footnotes in the Horowitz report, that the dossier was discredited by its own sources and may have even been deliberate Russian disinformation, which we covered Mm. on this show in the past. Mm. After receiving this information... It's almost like we have said all this. Before right. or something. After receiving the information, <laughs> the FBI's top brass, even after learning of the, that the dossier was paid for by the DNC and the Hillary campaign, opened a broad investigation into the Trump campaign. Michael Flynn was targeted for the investigation not on the basis of any evidence, but simply because he had contact with Russian government, something that I would hope would have been true in an incoming national security advisor. Uh... <laughs> One FBI memo just released recommended closing the investigation into Flynn on January 4th, 2017 because FBI agents found no derogatory information. But then the FBI agent Peter Strzok uh, intervened with the idea that the never-used Logan Act could be invoked against Flynn. Strzok was cheered on by the then-FBI attorney Lisa Page. All this led to a meeting at the highest levels of the FBI that included the director and the FBI's head of counterintelligence, they all took copious notes. It's in these notes that he reflected the discussion that took place about Flynn writing, truth, admission, or to get him to lie so we can prosecute or get him fired. (laughs) No constructural protections were offered to Flynn, who even advised by the FBI not to bring a lawyer when he was questioned. So the FBI even told him, don't bring a lawyer when we question you. And then, right. and, but before they, they decided we're going to question him and we're going to figure out a way to get him to lie so that we can prosecute him. That's what happened with this guy. Okay, so that is the basis of this. Right, that's the start of where this all started. Right. Then, in a leaked conversation, Obama says that the U.S. rule of law is at risk after a fling case is dropped. Yeah, why don't you go into this one? Yeah, I, I find this utterly weird. After a Justice Department dropped uh, charges against Trump ex-National uh, Security Advisor, Obama expressed fear in the U.S., 
is headed in a dangerous direction. Barack Obama reportedly said that the rule of law is at risk at the U.S. after the Justice Department said that it would drop its case at, after former uh, National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. In a remark uh, likely to arrange Donald Trump, uh, Obama uh, also reportedly labeled the current administration handling of the corona outbreak as an absolute chaotic disaster. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Flynn, a retarded uh, general, pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian embassy about the sanctions over election interference, which was levied by Obama at the end of his presidency. Having been fired by Trump for lying to the vice president, Mike Pence, Flynn cooperated with the investigators before seeking to withdraw his plea. Um, and then it says here, on, on Friday, uh, Yahoo News yeah. reported that it obtained a tape of a web talk between former president, I'm guessing that's a Zoom call, uh, between former president and members of Obama Alumni Association, the OAA apparently, Uh Obama reportedly said, the news over the last 24 hours, I think, has been somewhat downplayed about the Justice Department dropping charges against Michael Flynn. And the fact that there is no precedent and anybody can find for, for somebody who has been charged with perjury, in fact, Flynn pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. That is an yeah. interesting part. Uh, to just get off scot-free, said Obama. That's the kind of stuff where you begin to get worried that basic... Not just institutional norms, but our basic understanding of the rule of law is at risk. And when you start mm -hmm. moving in those directions, it can accel accelerate pretty quickly, as we've seen in other places. That's what Obama said about this whole Michael Flynn thing. Yeah, so uh, that means uh, everything is said about this, right? 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 Because... Uh, uh, Trump wouldn't say anything about this, right? The president has repeatedly blamed Obama for the FBI investigation into the Russian election interference, which expanded to include links between the campaign and Moscow. Last week, Trump tweeted a conspiracy theory who uh, retweeted a conspiracy theorist who claim, claimed Obama directed the investigation. And this is Obamagate. So what is Obamagate? Obama, uh, what is Obamagate and why is Trump so worked up about this? Oh. On Friday, Barack Obama expressed disquiet at the Justice Department dropping charges against Donald Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who was fired in 2017 for lying about a conversation. On the recording obtained by Yahoo News, Obama ruled, uh, warned about the rule of law being at risk. Uh, so, what what happened here exactly? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Trump retweeted Buck Saxon, I have never heard of him, a right-wing podcaster who asserted that the outgoing president used his last weeks in the office to target incoming officials and sabotage the new administration. The president then added his own commentary, the biggest political crime in American history by far. Another remark. Yeah, sorry. So what a crime is Trump accusing Obama of committing exactly? 
the president himself does not seem to know. Obamagate, he <laughs> ruminated in the White House Rose Garden on Monday. It's been going on for a long time. It's been going on from before I got elected, and it's a disgrace that it happened. Asked by the Washington Post reporter for a second time to name Obama's exact offense, Trump replied cryptically, you know what the crime is. The crime is very obvious to everybody, Fro. All you have to do is yeah. read the newspapers, except yours. <sighs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I am assuming from this, Obama is saying that or Trump is saying that Obama was behind getting uh, these FBI people to trick Flynn into lying so that they could arrest right. him. That's and the whole that whole thing is he's saying Obama did that to try to cause Trump to lose or just to discredit his presidency in general using the whole Russia narrative. And but. Um, then we have a little problem because all of this is based on a big fucking lie about the Russia thing. We always come back to the Russian uh, hacking everything and being involved with the election because that is the whole thing that Democrats are holding as evidence in front of them. It's like, look, look, look at what Russia did. But has that case become a little weaker this week, maybe? Uh, from what we've seen, uh, it says here, new House documents so further doubt that Russia hacked the DNC. So... A House Intelligence Committee documents released Thursday reveal that the committee was told two and a half years ago that the FBI had no concrete evidence that Russia hacked the Democratic National, Compu National Committee computers. Mm. Uh, so, the House Intelligence Committee document, the following expert excerpts from the document of testimony uh, speak for themselves. So, this was testimony from the House investigation. Uh, so these are right. just transcripts of, you know, the stuff that we weren't allowed to hear at the time, like the closed house, right. closed door uh, testimony. Uh, the dialogue is not paragon of clarity, but if read carefully, even uh, people who don't understand computers uh, might be able to understand. Uh, so this is Adam Schiff, who we know we've heard a lot from as far as the Russiagate stuff goes. Uh, Adam Schiff says to Mr. Henry... Do you know the date on which the Russians exfiltrated... Oh, right. Uh, who is Henry? I should mention that. Uh, he was the head of uh, head of CrowdStrike at the time, cyber right. security firm that was hired by the DNC and the Clinton campaign to investigate this stuff. And it's where uh, the dossier that we were talking about earlier came from and everything else. So Adam Schiff asked the head of CrowdStrike, do you know the date on which the Russians exfiltrated the data from the DNC? When would that have been? Uh, Henry says, uh, Council just, remind just reminded me that as it relates to the DNC, we have indicators that the data was exfiltrated from the DNC, but we have no indicators that it was exfiltrated. Uh, there are times when we can see... 
That is very confusing, but what he said is, we have no indicators that the data was exfiltrated, but we... Oh, we ha have indicators that it was exfiltrated, but we have no indicators that it was exfiltrated. There are times when we can see data exfiltrated, we can see... We can say conclusively, but in this case, it appears. But, but in this case, it appears it was set up to be exfiltrated. But we don't have any uh -huh. evidence that says it actually left. <laughs> Mr. Stewart of Utah, Chris Stewart of Utah. Okay, okay Mr. Hen uh, he says, okay. What about the emails that everyone is so, uh, you know, knowledgeable of, where there are also indicators that they were prepared, but no evidence that they actually were exfiltrated. Mr. Henry, there's not evidence that they were actually actually exfiltrated. There's circumstantial evidence, but no evidence that they were actually exfiltrated. <laughs> Mr. Stewart, but you have a lower degree of confidence that this data actually left than you do, for example, that the Russians were the ones who breached the security. Mr. Henry, there is circumstantial, circumstantial evidence that data was exfiltrated off the network. Uh, Mr. Stewart, the circumstantial is less sure than the other evidence you've indicated. Mr. Henry, we had, well, we didn't have a sensor in place that saw the data leave. We said that the data left based on circumstantial evidence. That was the conclusion that we made. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is so fucking big. In a follow-up query to this line of questioning, Henry delivered this line. Sir, I was just trying to be factually accurate that we didn't see the data leave, but we believe it left based on what we saw. This inadvertently... But you didn't see anything! Yeah, they, didn't act, they didn't have any evidence that... Not only that the Russians hacked it, but that the data even ever left. Remember when... Left. A long time ago, we said that there was these group of uh, really high-level former intelligence people who were all saying according to the metadata there no way this could have been hacked it's more likely that it left on a thumb drive because yeah. of the rate yeah. of uh, data transfer this and we made the joke it was the cleaners that they did right i remember that yeah this is proving or that they never had any proof that uh it, any hacking occurred <sighs> uh, this inadvertently highlights the uh, tenuous underpinning of crowd, uh, for CrowdStrike's belief that Russia hacked the DNC emails. Henry added, there are other nation states that collect this type of intelligence for sure, but what we would call the tactics and techniques were consistent with what we had seen associated with the Russian state. <laughs> hmm. But they had no evidence. They, they had circumstantial evidence that any of this happened, right. This is like imagining the duck and thinking you can see the duck and thinking you can smell the duck and therefore it is a duck. <laughs> it is probably a fucking giraffe. <laughs> it, is, it is that fucking different. It's like this is this is things we have had seen, said for fucking years now, right? And, and, we're, and nobody's going to apologize to us and say, "Oh, yeah, you guys were probably right." Nobody's going to do that. That's not going to happen. So don't no. get ready for it to happen. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, 
I saw Megan Kelly do an interview with uh, Tara Reid this week. Right, yeah. We both watched the interview. It was interesting. I mean, what did you think of yeah. it all together as an interview, I guess? Uh, you think it was like softball questions? Megan. or? No, I, I think I, I, I think Megan Kelly tried to ask uh, good questions. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of her than you are. Um, so I wasn't very surprised. Uh, I didn't think there was any like super softball questions. What did you think? Oh, no, not really. I, I, she definitely was trying to, she had an angle that she oh, was yeah, trying definitely. to portray certain things certain ways, but that's not unusual with any interview. I, I think it's oh. interesting that people are now attack. Uh, people on the left are attacking Megan Kelly, saying that she's whatever, uh, helping Tara Reid, uh, and she's a bad person now. But when she was against Trump, remember, and when she went to MSNBC right. from Fox, and she was a sexual survivor, and she was uh, against Trump. Remember the uh, she's bleeding out of her wherever that Trump said. Yeah, and everybody was yeah. behind Megan Kelly then. When she does this, now they're not behind Megyn Kelly. It's the other whole thing of this double standard. And we're going to hear what Tara Reid thinks about of this whole double standard. All right, go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Can we talk about the, the double standard in mm -hmm. you know that some believe uh, exists in the way you've been treated? They have the same eye, eye color. I didn't see that yeah. before now. Some of those who touted the we must believe all women... Uh, line the most during, for example, the Kavanaugh hearings for the Supreme Court certainly seem to have changed their tune when it comes to you. Um, Nancy Pelosi is one of them, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, Alyssa Milano. Mm -hmm. um, how did that feel? It we talked a bit about Alyssa Milano here. Because mm -hmm. those were people that I respected. That's kind of a bad edit. Voted for or worked with, you know, in yeah. capacity and, you know, when I was on the Hill. This whole thing is a bad edit. I was I voted for some people um, that said this. For instance, um, I supported Elizabeth Warren, who basically said she believed Joe Biden and just dismissed me. I mean, what do you want to say to people like that who are looking into the camera right now saying, I don't believe her, I support him? I want to say you don't have to discredit me or not believe me to vote for Joe Biden. I even have mm. friends and family that are still voting for Joe Biden because they, that's what they're doing. Why wouldn't you ask me? Ask me what happened. Ask me my experience. And then if you choose to not believe me, that's fine. And I don't really care deep down if they believe me or not. It, I know what happened to me and I'll move forward. But I want other survivors to know that, that they can come forward. And when they see this sort of onslaught. That is the sad part. Very, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very discouraging. So, so we can come forward unless it's a Democrat? Is that the message we're sending? Right. You've been an active Democrat your whole mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Are, are you still? I'm, well, I don't know if they've noticed, but I've, I'm leaving the Democratic Party. I wouldn't know why. I won't be a Republican. It's just not my She's not going to be a Republican. System. I've been That's good. pretty much a progressive all my life. And um, so it's been, it's been, I feel politically homeless. Do you believe we should believe all women? I believe in the survivors that have come forward, like Blasey Ford, and the other ones that have come forward, I, I do stand with them. I mm. think that there needs to be a conversation rather than a hashtag. 
Are you in favor of the conversation? I mean, does Joe Biden get due process? Does he get the chance to vet these claims and defend himself? Is that okay? I think he's been doing that, right? He's had a chance for more platforms than I have. Okay, okay. we'll stop it there. Yeah. If you yeah. want to go see that interview, it was like, what, 45 minutes long on the Megan yeah, Kelly? Yeah, 42 minutes. Yeah. On the Megan Kelly YouTube it. channel. Uh, that anybody can go watch. Um, and don't just be like, oh, I'm not going to watch that because it's Megyn Kelly. Uh, you're probably the same person who was all backing Megyn Kelly in 2016. So, Yeah. I've never been a Megyn no. Kelly fan, so I'm not going to say, oh, she's definitely all on the right. But I think Megyn Kelly right. might have been the perfect person to interview Tara Reid oh, yeah. because of the yeah. double standard and because... She also yep. is a survivor of uh, assault, well, some type of sexual uh, misbehavior by somebody, right? Right. Yeah, no, I, I think this is perfectly, I think that I, uh, I, I, I think that interview was very good. I'm, like I said, I have always been a Megan Kelly fan. She was the one reason why I watched Fox News for a long time. Anyway. Uh, Trump is going to tell uh, the truth about same shit all over again. This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. I have something to say to humankind today. We will never learn before it dies a lot of people. Climate change is nothing we take seriously because it haven't died enough people yet. The economy isn't threatened yet. A lot of people get have school shootings every year, but not enough people have died yet and not the right people have died yet. We have a lot of people dying from, yeah, terror all over the world, but as long as it's not ours, people can die. We have 10,000 people die of hunger every day. We have enough food, but we don't want to distribute to the right, so we let them die because it's not us. The same is for the reopening, I can say now. Only 18 or 90,000 people have died in America right now of the of the, of the new flu. But nobody takes it seriously because it's not them and it's not their kind. Yeah, poor people and people we don't give a shit about and people who <laughs> is not good for the economy are dying. But a lot more people are going to die. So I ask conservatives, what is the number and who has to die for this going to happen? We will never learn. We are the same in Norway. We never learn. 27th of July, over nearly 10 years ago, a nationalist shot a lot of the young people on a youth camp. And what happened? Did we have any any discussion about racism and nationalism afterwards? Yeah, a little. But then the years gone by and we still don't give a shit. Even this, like last year, somebody tried to go into a mosque and shoot. Did, it, did we learn anything about it? No, I don't think so. And a lot of people have died enough of this virus here in Norway yet. So... We're not going to give a shit about that either. Why do we always have to go stand on the branch of extension? After the First World War, we got the League of Nations. It didn't work out. I don't know why. Didn't enough millions of people die? Didn't people suffer enough? No, not. Nationals come on the rise again. Then come the Second World War, and it was hell of a lot worse. We got the UN, who is not perfect, but... The fun didn't last too much, and now we are on the brink again. Right-wing parties 
coming up in nationalist bullshit schemes. Yes, those people are on the left too. So what are we doing? We're waiting for more people to die again. More people to get extinct. Everything to go to a really big shit show. So much that people get tired and start to reflect a little. But they won't start doing it. It doesn't happen to somebody they know with them so they can feel the emotional scars because nobody gives a fuck what TV tells them nobody gives a shit about the news we can sit comfortably here in our own living room have a good fucking time we are really whining about this crisis now yeah we are because it's always about us why can't we go out to the hairdress why cannot we have a fucking cup of coffee yeah why 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 yeah people are dying but people still think about themselves. This is going to go on for a while. I don't think this crisis is going to stop. I think more people will die. 10,000, 100,000. I think we're going to bank a million in the United States. Maybe other places of the world too. Because this is going to fucking shoot away those systems who are already on the brink of extinction. But will that help? <laughs> no. Maybe we'll go 50, 60 years and we have the same shit show going again. I don't think you had to wait 50, 60 years anyway. I think you just had to want 10 years and blaming the Muslims, blaming the Jews, or blaming every fucking one anyone else. I'm not very happy today because I I am creative, but this shit goes are gonna go down very soon. This was Trump Trump tells the truth. Thank you, Trump. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com or very slowly another digital citizen at gmail.com. Do you think that helped? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we are on Twitter. Couldn't hurt. Uh uh, we are on Twitter at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. Uh, we are a member of Pod All the Time Network. Luke, tell me a little more about that. Pod All the Time Network. That's at Pod All the Time PN on Twitter. Uh, go check them out. There's a bunch of other podcasts, including Suburban Folk, uh, podcast discussing travel, finance, health, and parenting for 30 or 30 to 40 somethings living in suburbia. That sounds like me. I, uh, me and my three kids and my wife and living in suburbia. <laughs> yep. That definitely me as yep. well. Totally the same. <laughs> we totally are on the same wavelength. Yep. <laughs> we have a Facebook group. It's another digital set on Facebook. At least we're making ourselves laugh on this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, you have gotten some comments from Jeremy, I know. Uh, yeah, Jeremy says, uh, uh, talking about the presidential election, uh, the options we have in the up upcoming presidential election are Joe Biden or Donald Trump. There are no other viable candidates. As far as rape being an issue, yes, it's a sucky thing to have to put up with, uh, but since both are accused of sexual assault, they negate each other uh, from the equation. Uh, that's why it's not a consideration when making a binary choice. Also, that's not considering how much worse Trump is on the topic than Biden. Well, 
I don't know if I agree. Well, I mean, here here's my thought. Trump does... Okay. Uh, there, Biden's accused, and, and I've seen even people meme this. Trump has something like 17, 20 uh, sexual uh, accusations against him, right? And they say, right. and Biden only has one. So that makes Biden the lesser of two evils. We're back at the lesser of two evils argument that we were in in Trump versus Hillary, right? Lesser of two right. evils. But in this case, it's a little different to me because how many rape, rape accusations is too many rape accusations, right? Okay, so 17 apparently is too many, right? And one is better, so it's acceptable. So for future politicians, I just want to know the number of rape accusations that is the line you can't cross, right? Do you know what? For me, it's strangely zero. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I guess it's different for each person, right? Mine, I would say, is probably around zero as well. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird that we don't want rapists in the White House. Yeah, I, it's just so strange. It's just for future, for future elections. It would be good to figure that stuff out. <laughs> Very good. Look, TV round. <laughs> Disney hits fifty-four point five million subscribers that is ridiculously much uh, but new movies will wait for teachers for now uh, yeah what do you think about this I think this is a very high number and I'm not shocked because there's nothing else to fucking do that's true right uh, you would think that all streaming, like, you know, any kind of streaming service that you could get at your hands on right now, like any new, brand new content, uh, you yeah. people would be all over that, right? Yeah, and 54.5 million sus subscribers is, is a fucking lot. I mean, right. that is a lot. As opposed to Quibi, but, uh, uh, where it seems yeah, like, wait yeah. a second, that whole idea of uh, you think <laughs> any content people would be just clamoring to get their hands on? Uh, Quibi founder Jeff Jeffrey Cab Katzenberg is admitting that the short form video service launch hasn't gone the way he hoped, uh, and he's blaming coronavirus for it. Yeah, because they couldn't put the ability to put uh, the Quibi on TV uh, because of the coronavirus. That makes zero fucking sense. Right, that was the thing when we talked about Quibi, one of the biggest things we had a problem with was that you couldn't stream it to your television, right? Well, wait, hold on, because Quibi's support is coming to iPhones this week. Fuck us, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that has Android. Like, way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have an Android. Have you an Android look? Knowing Quibi, I'm surprised they didn't make a deal with Apple where it's like, you can only use an iPhone and an <laughs> Apple TV. Those are the only ways you can connect it. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the fucking perfect thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill off all other people. <laughs> Let's make it exclusive to iPhones. Yeah, no, I don't have an iPhone. Luke doesn't have an iPhone, so 
we will n not get to use this, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to watch Quibi anyways. I, I guess I heard Re Reno 911 is all right on there. I was actually never a fan of Reno 911 when it was originally on, so that still doesn't entice me. I don't know. Did you like that show? No. Right. Okay. Not my cup of tea. Some people really liked it. But, sorry? Some people really liked it. Yeah, it's it's just like... Uh, yeah. It's totally okay. It's plausible to watch. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I have seen a lot of TV this week. Holy balls. Uh, I think I say that every week. But uh, I haven't seen that much movies, so I think that's uh, the explanation... Uh, why don't you begin for once? I, I didn't, haven't seen that much TV comparatively. I spent a lot of time watching what, something you recommended last week on YouTube, Unus Honest, uh, mm -hmm. with Markiplier and another guy who uh, I hadn't really ever heard of before, but he, he uh. ha just has a regular gaming channel, right? Yes. Uh, but they do some interesting stuff where the whole concept is they're going to do one year of videos, uh... And it's on, it's, a lot of them are focused on death, like, uh, and, yeah. and then kind of bucket list ideas of, like, things you want to do before you die, but what they reference is, the channel's gonna die, so they want to do as much as they can right. on this specific YouTube channel before the channel goes away, and it's all about the, there's a clock at the end of every video that's counting down to the end of the channel. I, I like it. The concept is sometimes cooler than some of the vi videos a lot of their stuff it seems like they just went to good mythical morning and went oh did they do this let's do that too <laughs> yeah that's true um i have seen a show uh, called i know this much is true and it is uh with mark ruffalo and mark ruffalo Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I like he, him. he plays. Yeah, uh, he plays his own twin. Uh, that's why I said his name uh, twice. Right. Okay. Uh, it's a very depressive, epic family saga about about two brothers uh, in uh, living their lives. I I really, really don't want to spoil it. I, I've, I've seen one episode, and I'm very intrigued with it. Uh, I can say that uh, Mark Ruffalo is in this, uh, Melissa Leo is in this, uh, Rosie O'Donnell is in this, look. <laughs> I don't know if you... Remember her? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Juliet oh. Lewis is in this. Um, HBO has some good TV shows, and I will rate this uh, first episode 8, because I think it will go up. 8.5, yeah. Uh, let's see. I guess season 2 of Dead to Me um, yeah. on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yes. You saw... I saw two episodes of this. I've seen two episodes of this. I'll, I'll probably keep watching it. I mean, it's decent. Uh, I remember nothing about this show. Like, I went into it, and they do a like, cold open, where then they kind of do a recap of what happened a little later in the first episode. And right. that was good for me, because I was like, what the hell is going on? I didn't remember anything from first season. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's a good sign. I remember that I liked it. That's I, but I re- remember almost n- nothing about. I think this uh, is the, the problem itself. with watching like over a hundred TV shows in a year, like we do. You kind yeah. of some of yeah. them get lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't stand out, but it's not <coughs> bad. Right, it's a good show. It just doesn't stand out. That's a yeah, perfect way to put it. Right. Uh, what else have I watched? Amy uh, Schumer learns uh, to cook. <laughs> really? Okay, I haven't heard this was yeah. a thing. All right. This is on the Food Network because I didn't know this, but she is actually married to a Beard Award-winning chef called Chris Fisher. I have never heard of him before. I never heard of that name. Not not once. No. Uh, and uh, this is uh, about their son, uh, their nanny, Jane, and their dog. And it's a behind-the-scenes look of their uh, lives. It's a reality in, show. Yes, okay. uh, in quarantine, where Amy Schumer has to learn to cook. I rate this a whooping one out of ten look. Okay, so it sounds like something I need to see. Uh, I kind of, oh, I just wonder. Probably going to be on my list. <laughs> so it's like it's a reality show, but then in the reality show, her husband kind of teaches her how to cook. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, I saw Celebrity Watch Party on Fox. <laughs> okay. What is this? It's Gogglebox with celebrities. Oh, oh, or Gogglebox, okay. Googlebox, Gogglebox, Googlebox, Googlebox. Yeah. Uh, it it's them watching the TV of the week, so it's kind of interesting because it recaps some of the stuff that's on TV, uh, including like the news. They talked in this one about the Mass Singer uh, and a few other. Right. Like they just watch TV shows and movies uh, that are on that week. Uh, which was interesting because right. they did go to like CBS and other. They didn't just stick to Fox, even though it's a Fox TV show. It's a terrible yeah. show. I'm. I mean, I'll give. I yeah. probably give it like a three because I, it's just a ridiculous show. Some of the celebrities, uh, Raven Simone was in it. Uh, oh, cool. Let's see, yeah, I, a bunch of other people that are just like super B celebrities. You know what I mean? Nobody huge. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne was in it. So yeah. Ah. Okay. It was like Ozzy Osbourne and his family. So it's it's like you know the family sits around and watches TV. Cool. I think it's pr- pronounced goggle. Yeah, because it's goggling at someone. Right, okay. It's I never remember. Yeah. How, I always want to say Google Box, and I know it's wrong. Right. Yeah, it's goggle. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to pick uh, something that I know that you have. Uh, well, I know that you have seen that show. Uh, did you see Trial by Media on Netflix? No. Okay, cool. And uh, so this is a documentary that is extremely interesting. I think it's uh, uh, it has some episodes that are less interesting than others, but uh, it's it's about uh, the media's uh, 
uh, role in in uh, court cases and looks at at uh, at different uh, things like uh, Rod uh, Blagowski's political fail, if you remember that case, um, and some other like uh, things, and uh, I I found it extremely interesting, but here here's my problem with it it's it's again a not super well done documentary um i think i think they are getting well we we talked about this before to to place where it's very like fast clipped uh documentary style that i'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. uh, you you and me on netflix and this felt like this needed a little more space to breathe a little less like sens- uh, sensationalism okay. and a little more documentary in it but I still recommend it so I give it a six and a half uh, I've seen all of it and I found it very interesting some episodes were more interesting than other I think the, the middle ones are the most boring ones but uh, I would recommend it. I, I think it's like six or seven episodes. I saw Solar Opposites on Hulu. Yeah, that's, um, I, <laughs> that's why I didn't say it, because I knew that you had seen it. Uh, right. So y- did you get to see this? Yeah, I've seen all of it. I didn't. I've, I watched most of it, uh, and I'm going to finish it, but I'm trying to piece it out because I enjoy it enough that like I don't want to... Uh, have it go away really fast. So that's a that's a good sign okay. for it. I don't know. I'd give it a seven. Yeah. Should we tell the listeners what it is a little about? Yeah. Go and ahead. Who made it? And yeah. So this is made by uh, the guy that is uh, uh, my. I almost said Family Guy there. Uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, and it's about this alien family uh, that lands on Earth and they're trying to get out of Earth because the dad in in uh, and this family really fucking hates Earth. That's for sure. It's, it's a family, a very... but in actuality it's two people and their rec- replica, replicants. So the two smaller right. ones are just replicas of the bigger people, but they, they treat it like a family, right? And uh, they also have a very intricate... A very funny sideline that I really don't want to talk about because I think that's one of their best uh, efforts in how they treat humans. Just let's just go with that. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yes. It's inter- uh, One thing that's interesting about it is that everybody on Earth just—it's just like, oh yeah, there's these aliens that also are yeah. here. They, they don't. They. Yeah. It's kind of like Invader Zim, where in Invader Zim, only right. the one person notices that there's an alien in in the world. Um, I've seen Outer Banks, or have I? Uh, because I I did definitely not see all episodes of this. This was the most two episodes and I'm out show I have ever seen in my entire life. It was uh, harder to watch than Amy Schumer learns to cook that for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, so think of the most generic teenage surfer 
crime show you can think of. And you have Outer Banks. And then you uh, put in a little, like, neighbors. And you put a little in, like, uh, uh, bad soap opera. And then you put in some bad soap opera acting. And then some bad soap opera plots and some bad soap opera everything and you mix it together and you put it on Netflix and you call it Outer Banks. <laughs> that is the show. I hated every fucking skin I watched this. And uh, um, someone that I have very much uh, regard for thought this was, and I quote, utter garbage. <laughs> so yeah, I give Outer Banks uh, one and a half. Uh, I guess the last thing I didn't see, but is on tonight, uh, the Bernie Blackout documentary is going to be on tonight on Vice TV. I'm definitely going to check am, that out. I am so stoked. Remember that I wanted you to see Code 404. Uh, Write that down again. Okay. I don't yeah. remember that at all. 404. I told okay. you last week, and I will tell you again. Uh, what was the last thing I've seen this week? I think that was everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Except oh. for one thing. Yeah, because we saw that together. And it is called Upload... Episode two. What is this episode about? Uh, right. It's very okay if you say I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> it's called Five Stars. Uh, Nora tries getting her ratings up so her boss will approve her dad's upload loan. Nathan, uh, acclimates to his new world with the help of a Lakeview therapist. Mm-hmm. Therapist. Uh, there are so much continue. What, what do you call it when it 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 doesn't follow logic? Continuative logic. Is that what continuity? I don't know what you're you yes, talking about. That word. Yes. Thank you. There are so many errors of what uh, Luke said. There are so many fucking errors of that in this show. It makes zero fucking sense. But the show itself is like super middle of the road. Uh, it kind of feels so. kind of feels uh, Oxygen Channel in a way, like lo yes. the love story does. But then we're yes. finding out in this second episode that uh, he died and um, it may he died in a self-driving car crash. So he right. may have uh, been murdered, we find out in this episode. It's possible. And that brings in some interesting questions of the whole uh, getting murdered by a self-driving car, uh, somebody hacking into your self-driving car, these things. So, And it's a murder mystery. So this, I don't know what to think about this show. It, I really don't. <laughs> I have... I have had so hard time with this. It's it's like sometimes it's super good, and then it goes down in quality. Well, there's it, it's like 
the acting is not great. The storyline's kind right. of in, kind of interesting and getting more interesting in the second episode. Uh, mm-hmm. And th- like you said, the, there's this continuity errors like uh, with the AI system. This uh, this woman Nora, she's working with the AI right. system, and at one point she's using one set of AI goggles, and at another point she's using another set of AI glasses, and then. Right, and at another point, it seems like she's just on the computer, uh, and using all this with a avatar that's inside the system. It, it just doesn't make any sense. The AI, you can, if you think about how the AI in this world would work, it makes no sense. You have to just, if you're going to watch the show, just <laughs> ignore that because it doesn't make any sense. And that's that's one of the things I find most interesting. And that's that's kind of like I I find that very interesting, and they totally like, oh, please don't care about this because we we for sure did not. I mean, there are some funny jokes in this as far as yeah, I wouldn't say laugh out loud jokes, but like fun, funny in the way where you're like, oh, that's amusing, uh, where oh, they yeah. reference things about now that would be how things are going to be in the future. Um, I can't even think of one spe- specific example right now, but they do have some chuckle-worthy moments in there. I don't know. I still have to give this a five. I... Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's such an in-the-middle-of-the-road show that I, uh, it gets me <laughs> so irritating. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a 4.5 just, just to be different. I thought this episode was better than last episode, but still super middle of the room. Uh, oh. Hey, look. Um, if you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. uh, does it say 666 on your forehead? Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it should say 999, because it would be in the mirror. <laughs> See what I did there? I don't think that's how mirrors work, but okay. <laughs> it would be 999, wouldn't it? No, you'd have to be standing on your head. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, we're talking about Mark of the Beast conspiracy. What is this? Uh, the Mark of the Beast, or the Number of the Beast. Uh mm-hmm also known as the Devil's Number in the Book of Revelations of the New Testament, is associated with the Beast of Revelations in chapter 13, verse 8, in most manuscripts of the New Testament and English translations of the Bible, the number of the Beast, 666. Uh, right. So, you know, 666. Everybody talks about that. But what we're talking about is the mark of the Beast. Uh, the classical word, Greek word, Char-Agram, translated as Mark in Revelations 13.16, can also mean any mark engraved, imprinted, or branded, stamped money, uh, document, or coin. Yeah. Okay. Or coin. I, I find that interesting. Meaning money could be... Yeah. Is the mark of the beak. I think they're onto something there, to be honest, but okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and and we have some uh, coins showing in 
how Nero gave to to, to people. Uh, the classic uh, Greek word uh, "shar sharagama" translated as "mark of the beast" in Revelation three sixteen. Like you said, um, so that is interesting. Uh, where should we go about? Here? I think because... we should start with where we started, uh, which was a YouTube video. Yeah. At Christian Life, uh, I think it was the Christian Life YouTube channel, right? Yes. Uh, and this video uh, is talking about. Is coronavirus bringing uh, the mark of the beast? And we started before this. We were talking. We were going to talk about this topic, but this coronavirus mm. thing has brought around a whole new conspiracy theory as far as the mark of the beast. And so we we were going to talk about this in one way, and now all of a sudden, kind of our topic shifted to something more recent because we found this video. And so let's go to the Christian Life YouTube. Or the ChristianLife.com website, I mean. Yes. Uh, identify uh, the Antichrist now with its 13 shocking uh, characters. Characteristics. Sorry, yes. It says, who is the Antichrist? There are those who think he's the ruler from the past, the other place, his appearance in the distant future in Israel, the prophecies in Daniel leave us with a number of characteristics in which we can clearly identify this power. There is need, no need to guess or speculate as there is only one power that fits this list. Okay, so what are these Antichrist characteristics? Well, one, it would come from uh, uh, come out from uh, the fourth beast, Rome. And, that, uh, and two, it uh, would be a small nation or kingdom Three, it would continue to be Roman. Four, it would come uh, up among the ten horns, but come into power after the ten horns have been established. Five, it would uproot three of the ten horns. I have no clue what we're talking about here, by the way. Uh, it would be different than uh, those before. It would have an individual as a spokesperson. That's interesting. Uh, it would speak great words against God. So, an atheist, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> it would, uh, would think to change times and laws. Okay. okay so, uh, <laughs> a po politician, I guess. Change times. Would, I don't know how that even is a thing, right. but okay. It would be given the saints in his hand for a time. Times and divining of time. Okay. I guess they're going to change uh, the clock. It's, there's only going to be ten hours in a day. And that's going to be... The <laughs> devil's going to do that. Uh, it will uh, would make a war with the saints. It would cast the truth to the ground. <laughs> Drop it like it hot. Drop I guess so, like yeah. Yeah. And 13, it would rule until the kingdom of God. Until the king, whatever that means. Sure. So, sure. yeah, these people, for some reason, fully believe that 
coronavirus is introducing the the mark of the beast and bringing on the antichrist. Um, yeah, and they blame one particular church for this: the Roman Catholic Church. Right. Exactly. Uh, which I I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I mean, they blame some other things as far as like, I don't know, uh, different things as far as the internet ha- have to do, and they show a lot of uh, video of protests and things like that. At one point, it's hilarious mm-hmm. in the video because they have this quote from some Bible quote about the end times, right? Except the background photo is this uh, VW hippie bus with like flowers and hearts and like <laughs> peace signs on it but it's in front of that they have the quote that's like end of times quote so i think they don't like hippies either apparently uh but uh, they hate the pope right yeah pope is really uh i think this is, uh, is uh, interesting because the point is a uh, from eight where we said he would speak great words against god they gave some a uh, very good list here of of what the Pope has done to um, make him the spokesman on, of the devil. Uh, he says the Pope and priest can forgive sins, and uh, according to the Bible, God only can forgive sins. So that's blasphemy. <laughs> uh, like, like that's <laughs> true. Like either of those things right. are true. Okay. Uh, Pope is uh, called Holy Father, and uh, in the Bible it says uh, to no one call Father except God in heaven. The po- uh, Pope allows people to bow and kiss his ring, and the Bible tells us not to do. Uh, Mary is said to be a matrix, and uh, the Bible says th- uh, that we have one um, mediator, Jesus. Uh, the Pope is infallible when speaking ex cathedra. I have no what clue what that means. Yeah, I'm not, uh, nothing on that. Uh, all names in scripture applied to Jesus can be applied to the Pope, okay? Uh, wouldn't that be an argument for the fucking Pope, though? <laughs> right, you would think, but I think they're yeah. saying, like, it's blasphemy because he's suggesting that he is that. I, I don't know. Right. Uh, for salvation, uh, every creature needs to be subject to the Pope. Okay. Priest can be called the creator of his creator. Okay. Pope is higher than angel and can excommunicate them. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? When uh, I think it was uh, two or three. Three years ago, there was this big uh, controversy about them excommunicating um, an uh, angel. An angel, yeah. I don't remember that. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where was I? Uh, the bishops Pope? and priests. Oh yeah, okay. You, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, bishop and priests are not only called angels, but even God. Uh, then uh, the Pope uh, takes uh, the place of Jesus Christ here on earth. The Pope is father uh, and teacher of all Christians. The church is above the Bible, and the church changed biblical uh, 
uh, day of worship. That is actually true. They changed it from Saturday to Sunday because uh, Saturday was uh, uh, means actually Sabbath. If you look look up Sabbatismus in 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 uh, a, a Latin dictionary, it literally means Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the Pope is supreme judge of heaven and earth, being judged by no one as God himself on earth. So that's cool. It sounds, this all sounds like somebody really trying to convince themselves that they're not a Catholic. They're really trying hard <laughs> to say, listen, I, I'm definitely not a Catholic. I, they're really trying super hard to deny it to themselves is what it sounds like. Uh, let's go you want- to their main page. Okay the main page yeah, of the I, Christian life. But before that, okay. I have a very short story and a f- little fun fact. Okay. Uh, what church do you think the Mormons are most likely to uh, go to after uh, they go out of the Mormon church and why? I, I have no idea. It is the Catholic church. And you know why? Because that would be, uh, they think it is the original church. There are more ex-members of Mormonism in the Catholic Church than any other ex-members of any congregation. I find that utterly fascinating. Okay. Uh, Yeah. These people are apparently seven-day Adventists. uh, Right. This this specific group of Christians that we're talking about. It says we are fully committed on their website in the about section is where I'm at Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, We are fully, fully committed to the beliefs and teachings of the seven day Adventist church, a worldwide prophetic movement that is represented in almost every single country in the world. After much personal searching and testing, the church has proven to be the closest to the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) And, And then there's a click, uh, a link you can click uh, more about our beliefs, and then it sends you to the Seven Day Adventist Church website. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask them about Ellen G. White. That's everything I have to say. Uh, there's a link for their videos, and the video we were talking about earlier, as far as uh, coronavirus bringing the mark of the beast, is right there on their video section. You want to mm-hmm. check out their store really quick, from? Oh, yeah, we love doing the stores of religion sites. Uh, what do they have? Let's see, they have some T-shirts saying, for example, Fearless, Living God's Word Today. A lot of T-shirts and it mugs. Looks like T-shirts and hoodies is like all they have. Yeah. It says, create your own thing. Create a super unique product using a designer photo. Oh, so you can like get cu- you can get like a bag or a cup with like their designs on it. Oh, they're just using some kind of Teespring or something, probably. Fate, hope, and living. I'm I'm definitely going to send you a pink fear fearless shirt. <laughs> you would never leave. You sat in here <laughs> in your life. <laughs> All to Jesus I Surrender. These all look uh, kind of like they're uh, female shirts. Like, there's one men's shirt. 
yeah. That's a men's shirt. Men's shirt. But like they're all and rest rest are women's are shirts. Women. Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. I serve the king of kings. Wear that to like a WWE event. <laughs> People will be so confused. Right? <laughs> People are like, "Wait, are you Christian or no? No, nope, I'm an atheist." But uh, look, since we are talking about the COVID nineteen, uh, Bill Gates, he's a little worried. That people think the a vaccine for COVID nineteen would be the mark of the beast. Uh, if the worries of most quarantined Christians in the United States centered on health and when they might resume their lives, uh, there is a segment that wonders whether this moment has greater biblical significance. These apocalyptic-minded Christians seem to have becomingly increasingly less concerned about the disease itself and more concerned about the government's response to the disease. Uh, and we're seeing that with this video we were watching. I mean, like, in the video we were watching, there's all this, like, footage of protests and, like, cops taking things down uh, or taking people down and things like that. There seems like they're very worried about the government taking over. Uh, it To some, it appears Satan's emissaries are poised to take advantage of this pandemic some christian pastors believe the start of the last day's battle for religious freedom began with social distancing orders that have placed uh, weekly in-person church services under fire uh, american apocalyptics tend to be suspicious of the government of course this is partly due to their conservative bent but this suspicion is nearly mandated by literalist reading uh, the book of revelations like we were just saying uh, John the Revelator, arch villains are political are political powers uh, that institutes totalitarian uh, social controls while persecuting the righteous who refuse to profess their allegiance. And I think we're seeing this whole thing in the protests uh, here in America, the anti-lockdown protests. What do you think? Right. Yeah. Uh, I have this Christian friend, and I will not not out her, but. Uh, I talked about this, and uh, we were talking about the corona thing, and she's like, okay, I'm never ever going to get the va vaccine for uh, this COVID-19. And I go like, why? Oh, it's the mark of the beast. And I was like, why is that the mark of the beast? Well, oh, they, they think they're putting something in there, right? Right, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and she's like, Oh, if that is the mark of the beast, I would never get a ship in my in my hand because that would be the mark of the beast. Okay, so what is the mark of the beast? Oh, I would never get a tattoo because that is the mark of the beast. And I was like, okay, you are great, great. I bet all these people uh, have coins in their pocket, bro. I bet every one of them right. has a quarter in there. Uh, which we saw was the market, actual Mark of the Beast. Uh, in more recent decades, commentary of the prophecy of the Mark of the Beast drew on anxieties of global governance, surveillance, uh, and surveillance technology. In the early 1980s, Mary Stuart Ralph's book, uh, When Your Money Fails, the 666 System is Here, and the new money system 666 popularized the idea that uniform pro uh, product codes or UPC barcodes were the mark of the beast and would one day be tattooed on human bodies. I've seen that. That I've seen all over the place. So you think about the what's the video game? Hitman. 
yeah. Where he's got the UPC on the back of his head. Uh, the trend yes, of yes. ironic barcode tattoos popular in the early 20th century is a nod to this idea. Microchip technology has since replaced the UPC as the most likely candidate for introduction to a cashless society and thus the mark of the beast. This is what your friend was talking about, Fro. Right. While there have been various experiments with human microchipping on a limited basis, there remains a strong objection to the development only part partly for biblical reasons. Others are deeply uneasy over the potential for intrusive surveillance and whether such technology would be forced on the public. In response, several states have passed legislation forbidding companies uh, requiring employees to be microchipped. So, you found uh, academic... Uh, oh, well, uh, I, I want to talk uh, about this for a second. What do you think about the microchip thing? Uh, we didn't even co cover uh, that. Well, the microchip thing is more interesting, I think, than than the vaccine because the microchip thing is something I wouldn't uh, get in my hand no, either. I, I think some uh, of these people probably think that the vaccine would have some kind of nano ch chip right. in it that would be like if they're going to give it to everybody, and this would be the time to put in this nefarious microchip, they wouldn't tell everybody it has a microchip in it. They would just do it, right? I think that's what these people are worried about. Um, but that, it, it, I think the, this all relates back to the idea of uh, the people we've talked about who are against anti-vax people or the, you know, the right. people who are against vaccines. Uh, but then you found this extremely interesting uh, uh, blog. It's interesting uh, because of uh, Logos.com is actually one of the biggest suppliers of uh, Bible uh, material. And it's uh, their academic uh, page. I, I really want to read the section here that I, I found maybe the most interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's a let's play the game, it is called here. Let's pretend that the beast and its mark uh, uh, were, in fact, associated with COVID-19 quarantine and, and with some related vaccines as the sign insinuates. PSA, it's not, but let's uh, just pretend with me for a minute. Even so, if it were the case. It makes very little biblical sense to fight against the beast with things like American flag, the Second Amendment. It may interest you to know that uh, I saw someone protester with a gun. What is the point of protesting with a gun? At any rate, protesting the beast and his mark with threats of the world's weapons to fight the enemy uh, with ways of uh, the enemy. But it, uh, but you can't advance God's agenda with violence or threats of violence. If you live by the sword, well, you know. In many ways, uh, then, when a person tries to advance the kingdom of God by means of violence, Ironically, they show themselves to have more in common with the beast and the dragon than with the lamb. 
we are thought that to uh, uh, contrary as Christian, we become the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. In other words, we overcome by ways of Christ, not the ways of Caesar. So if you see silly signs like this, don't let them induce you to fear or panic in your heart or mind. I honestly don't give them any more credence than a quick roll of the eyes. That's a great that breakdown, pretty much, of why the, <laughs> these people are incredibly wrong. Um, yes, and, and I love it. Goes to those protesters and talking about the mark of the beast and everything else. I, I just don't think they see things clearly. They're being tricked, obviously, by some of these pastors in America. A lot of these mm-hmm. super churches, these giant churches where Upland. these, yeah, all these people care about is money. They they as if something is wild enough that it's going to get them attention and get them money, they'll say whatever they have to say. Uh, if you really want to be worried about the mark of the beast, like they're suggesting as far as like microchipping yourself or, or getting microchips so that the government is following you around and hearing all your conversations and you don't have any privacy. Uh, what about that cell phone in your pocket that Edward mm-hmm. Snowden told us they've been using to listen in on us and follow us around? What about <laughs> what about your Apple Watch that you're probably wearing right. that yeah. monitors your heart rate? I mean, seriously. Where yeah. are the Apple Watch protests, bro? Where are the Apple Watch protests? <laughs> in front of the store. They're trying to get one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They're protesting that I can't get one. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, look, where does this uh, land on the crisis scale? I, I, I will say a ten. It's it's higher. I honestly think this is crazier than the the five G stuff in a way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm gonna go eight. Yeah, I just think there's absolutely no proof, and people should be very, very worried about following people that says stupid things like, "Don't take the vaccine, take the vaccine, and move the fuck on." I think there's going to be a lot of there's got to be a lot of crossover in between the five G people and these people. It's uh, that uh, time again. It's time for uh, 12 months of hell, where uh, Luke gives me one shit movie to see every uh, month for a year. When that year is done, we will have a tournament of which movie that he picked. That was the worst. That is the whole fucking thing that we're doing. Right, exactly. Uh, And... You can't have seen them, and I have to have seen them. No. Uh, yes. Which makes it a little hard, because I suggested one movie already to you, and you had seen it, so it was like, oh, crap. Um, but this month, I guess, I'm going to go with this movie. Uh, I'm going to send it to you in the chat, but I'll tell everybody right now. Uh, I guess I'm going to send you Norbit, if you haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, I've seen Norbit. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that is such a shitty, shitty, shitty movie. I mean, I I think uh, that's Eddie Murphy, right? I believe so. It, like in multiple yeah. roles. 
roles. Yeah, yeah. That's I've seen it because it uh, it is uh, uh, so. I, I think it's one of, of like people say it's one of the worst movies ever made. So yeah, I have seen Norbit. It <laughs> okay. was not the pleasure. No, it's a terrible, yeah. terrible film. Uh, what about Soul Don't Plane? See. Soul Plane, I've seen too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The original. The original, right? The two thousand and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a second one? And I think there is. I I think there's there was a, a shit uh, uh, version after two thousand and four. What I remember most about Soul Play <laughs> again, why are you picking a Snoop Dogg film? Um, yeah, I think it's Snoop Dogg, and it's actually on Netflix. Believe it or not. Okay. Uh, well, then that leaves me only. One movie, which I'm assuming you haven't okay. seen, uh, the Bratz movie. The Bratz movie. No. You've never seen that. No. Okay. Uh, let me send you. I think this is it. Yeah, this looks like it. The Bratz, the Bratz movie. movie. Wasn't that the, the the toy? Yes. But this is a live action Bratz movie. Bratz the movie. Okay. It it's does it, terrible. <laughs> does it have any people I know in it? Jeez, I don't remember. I had to screen this because no, like when I was working in the movie theater, uh, Janelle mm. Parrish. I think you've probably heard of. No. Okay. You would know her if you saw her. Know. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. Other than that, no. Oh, it's got John Voight in it. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, really? Mm. John Voight is Okay, I know who that is. Uh, this has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 10 on IMDb, 21% on Metacritic. So, you know, it's pretty uh, panned uh, across the board. I mean, I remember uh, the Bratz uh, television show. I think it was a cartoon uh, that was, yeah, animated uh, show. And I remember the dolls. I did not even know there was a live action <laughs> version of this. Apparently, I, I Paula Abdul is in this as well, but I do not remember that at wow. all to my recollection. So. Three out of ten on IMDb, ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, twenty one percent on Metacritic, but eighty four percent of Google's users <laughs> liked it. Look, so right, yeah. Okay, I will tell you about that movie next week. But uh, have you seen any movies this week? I did. I saw a documentary, which I posted the trailer on our social media. Uh, Spaceship Earth. Uh, I, this was on Hulu as well. Yeah, I need to say this. Uh, it's about Biosphere Two, which is was a experiment done um, in the nineties, I guess. Uh, it was backed by this billionaire who he he was his plan was to use use it to like set up a biosphere on the moon and use it for mm -hmm. space travel. Um, but he hired these people who most of them weren't really even scientists. They were just 
there were a lot of artists and like they were stage play. They they did stage plays in Haight Ashbury in this like in the sixties or something like that. So it was like kind of this uh, cultish, maybe uh, maybe commune esque is a better word word to put it. A group of people that mm. were doing it, uh, and then it became this huge scandal. Uh, after a while, when they, when they went in there, um, and there's some interesting people that are that's that got involved in it towards the end that I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they have relation to our recent government. Um, yeah, overall, it was a good documentary, pretty standard documentary. Uh, did you ever see Biodome with Polly Shore? I did. That was yeah. based off of this, uh, and you can actually see some of the characters. Uh, from that movie, the real life people in this documentary. Uh, I never, I, I had heard of this, but I didn't know a lot of the background information that they go into. I'd give it an eight point five. Okay, it's definitely something I I want to see. I totally forgot that you told me about it uh, when we were watching uploads. Uh, it's definitely um, a movie that I want to see. Uh, I've seen a very bad documentary this week. Uh, it's becoming uh, based on the Michelle Obama book that I never read. Uh, <laughs> and this documentary is based on her life. Oh yeah, this, this did most... come out. I forgot this even came out. Right, okay. Well, you can forget about it again. <laughs> um, because this is the most propaganda thing I have seen since Hillary. Why are Netflix doing this? Like, first it was this documentary about Hillary that was shit. Now there's this documentary about uh, Michelle Obama. I understand that she has a Netflix deal and everything like that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. uh, This is just so freaking boring. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, about this spoiled girl that never had the problem. She's like, oh, I was called the N-word. Yeah, you and everybody else that I was black. Oh, I was privileged. I, 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 I went to private school and I had bullies there. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Like, I, I couldn't care less. And it it's very like it's very much like trying to uh, make her look good, and that's what I hate hate the most. Like, if it was a real documentary, it would show some bad sides of her as well. But it's so like glorifying machine that I oh hated it. Uh, two out of ten. Okay, I might actually watch it just because. Uh... Not not because it's going to be terrible, because it's probably going to be really boring, but just because I want to see how they actually t- do portray everything. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they're going to make a Obama one as well. You know what I mean? Next? Or, like, who the next person they're going to yeah. do? Because I'm assuming they're going to keep doing things like this. Uh, Into the Dark had a new movie. You know, the running series of movies. Yeah, I've... I uh, binged them. Yeah. Uh, Crawlers. Uh... <laughs> Which is a Saint? It's like about Saint Patrick's Day, uh, where kind of this vicious alien horde of body snatchers takes over this town where 
uh, St. Patrick's Day is like this huge thing, so there's all these drunk college kids walking around, you know what I mean, all over the mm. place. Uh, but then okay. this alien starts taking over people's bodies. Uh, it was decent. I mean, it was a standard kind of B-ish, B-plus horror movie, maybe. Uh, mm. I don't know. I'd give it... Uh, I'll give it a 7. It was fun. Like It, it had a, a comedic elements to it as well, so... I'm really looking forward to see if it's going to be very like different for me to see it this year than other year. Uh, to see if the quality-wise is better this year or last year when I see it. Oh, in as December. far as in, in, Into the Dark series? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much the same uh, to me. I mean, like it's they're not like super quality movies, but... Most of them are fairly entertaining. Some of them uh, was really good last year. Oh, yeah, they're good. It's just, like, they're not uh, production quality-wise. It's always a little subpar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but I think that has to do with money and not really... I think it's the, the genre of... It's just trying to be kind of a B-horror movie. You know what I mean? It's not trying to be anything serious. Mm. None of them are. I mean, they have I mean, serious messages sometimes, but... Yeah. I don't think any of them are... They're trying to take themselves too seriously. It's not like the ABC of death. That, that is maybe my favorite anthology movie of all time. If you want to see a horror anthology series that is very, very, very funny. It's ABC of death. Nowhere they go through every letter of the alphabet and make a short movie about it. That is connected with death some, somehow. Talking about horror, uh, AMC, <laughs> I don't know if this really has anything to do with horror. horror. Uh, I think it uh, kind of does. And maybe it has to do yeah. with that the whole thing we talked about in the main talk, topic of dystopian uh, hellscape futures where there's only one company running everything. <laughs> right, because uh, AMC uh, Entertainment searches 56% on report on talks with Amazon. Because Amazon is maybe trying to buy it up. Uh, it's unclear clear if the talks are active or will lead to a deal. The UK's ma- Mail on Sunday newspaper said, citing unver- unidentified sources, Amazon Amazon doesn't com- comment on speculation. A spokeswoman said a- Monday, AMC did not immediately respond for a uh, request for comment. So, we don't really know what's going on, but... It seems like they're in talks, uh, and I, you know, AMC is probably not doing all that great right now as far as money wise. So I right. wouldn't be surprised if they did make a deal. Maybe not for a hundred percent, but maybe just Amazon owns fifty percent of the company, and then the Amazon movies that come out, you know, uh, on their service would start coming out in AMC theaters as well. Could be part of the deal. I don't know. Mm. What would really, really scare me was if Disney bought Amazon or Amazon bought Disney. Then we I, are I don't, I'm pretty be... sure that, that there's laws against that, at least in America. Uh, then we will be fucked. Um, maybe you can order some parts to build a girl on Amazon. Uh, have you ever tried to buy, build a girl? I don't know if you can on Amazon, but you can do it on certain websites, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, we're going to see the trailer for How to Build a Girl. All right. How much longer am I going to have to Whoa, be loud. here? I need your help. How much 
1993, so it's kind of a period piece. Intercourse. Someone was a car. What's a car? Okay. Stop moping. Try this. I like EFC films as well. Usually. It seems like they're one of the only people putting out movies right now. Yeah. She's a good actor. I've never heard her with an accent. It's not bad. No. She's very cute. Last night, rock and roll meant nothing to me. By midnight, it was the most important thing in the world. Darling, have you ever done an interview before? I've never done anything before. What? Places you come where you can dance and scream and be with your own kind, where everything is possible. Dolly Wild, she's trouble. Yes, I am trouble. The thing about this <laughs> world, the dark side is that once you're there, it doesn't feel dark at all. My question to you, Joanna, is when did you lose your mind? What do you do when you build yourself, only to realize you built yourself with the wrong things? You rip it up and start again. Do you know uh, that she's actually going to play Monica Lewinsky in the American Crime Story TV show? Oh, look who it is. Uh, uh, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. She kind of looked like Monica Lewinsky. She uh, looks shorter than Monica Lewinsky, but I, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell when you're just watching them on TV. So. True. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Right, how to build a girl? Uh, how to? Well, okay, is a 2019 comedy directed by Koki Gerogic from a screenplay play by Caitlin Moran and John Niven based on a novel of the same name. Uh. Yeah, and if you wonder if you have seen this girl before, you have seen her in Booksmart, one of my favorite comedies from uh, last year. And also what we do in Shadows, where she plays Jenna. Okay. Uh, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 70% on Metacritic, 78% of Google users liked it. Yeah. Uh, and that piece is on Rotten Tomatoes, because finally there were some Rotten Tomatoes things for this. If uh, this uh, it, it gives it five stars, if this only, if only this movie existed when I was an actual teenage girl, perhaps in our dark times. But I adore this uh, film. Bernie shines so bright as in a gem, feel good coming of age uh, tale. Feminist, uh, smart, uplifting. Caitlin Morgan's tale is charming, cringeworthy, sweet, funny, and a delight. Uh, I also find the ones uh, one stars. Unlike the characters, some characters existed. Access lead to what I do in the uh, shadows. Uh, uh, I I ask myself, why do I keep watching this? <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the 
good one first, I guess. Uh, I went to the IMDb. Uh, an 8 out of 10 from Brynhood19. Uh, the f- film f- really charmed me, though the main character a- a- character's accent wandered a little. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, that's good to know. I forgave it very quickly because the story and the protagonist's journey was really engaging, and there were plenty of laughs and heartbreaking moments along the way, and I left uh, having been thoroughly entertained. Uh, but Rugatsby11 gave it a 1 out of 10, saying, I knew nothing about this movie going into it. It is a very smug film that continuously pats itself on the back for being so smug. (laughs) This really isn't anything unique or original about it. Uh, Sure, it has some bright colors and drops some fuzzy, cool culture references, but all of its charm is superficial, it's predictable, poorly paced, and the main character is frustratingly unlikable. Her narcissism seems to always end up being rewarded even when things go awry for her. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I like this actress. I, I think she's very good in what we do in Shadows, and she's amazing and looks smart. So I, I'm definitely going to give this a chance. Okay. I mean, she's barely in what we do in the shadows. Like, barely in that right. show, but okay. Yeah. I like her, though. I mean, it, it seems like... It, I, I I think it looks good, but I totally kind of can understand where that guy's coming from on all of his talking points. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I I definitely think so. And, uh... And, uh and uh, I, I find it, I, I find it in, interesting. I guess you know that trial by media uh, uh, show I talked about. By the way, okay, yeah, uh, uh, documentary. You, you remember our friend uh, Jeffrey Tobin? Do you remember him? Oh yes, yes, yes. CNN contributor yeah. Jeffrey Tobin. Yes, and also uh, the run of his life. Uh, uh, writer. Uh, he's the producer of that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just uh, figured out. I wanted to tell you that. I don't know why, but okay, I find that <laughs> this is random, but okay. Uh, yeah, Oswald Trial. There you go. Dot com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. If you can't get enough of Fro, and who can get enough of uh, Fro, because he's so fucking amazing, this Fro character. Uh, he also talks wrestling once a week with a guy called Wrestling Man, or Bill, on uh, another show called That Wrestling Show. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> you almost forgot your own <laughs> podcast. Okay, that's good. <laughs> That wrestling show. Fro's tired. Fro was tired when we started recording, so. Yes. Yeah. I started out tired, so. Uh, But, yeah, I think I have kept uh, good energy through the podcast. Okay. uh, Let's see. Uh, I guess that's it for plugs. Uh, Next week, News of the Week, uh, upload episode three. Obviously, we're going to cover that, right? Yeah, I think we've decided we're going to cover episode three. Uh, an- another digital review of The Last Beyond. Oh, I'm going to guess that has something to do with the di- day dying. 
Dying, okay. Uh, the last beyond. Uh, space travel, maybe? Oh, yeah. That space would be. travel yeah. sounds about right. And we'll talk about Kalam theory? What is this Yeah, from? the Kalam... The Kalam... The Kalam... Cosmical argument is an argument that everything is created by a god. It doesn't say the Abrahamic god, but everything has a beginning. So we will talk about that. that sounds interesting. Um, yeah. Jeremy Round. Yeah, I don't really have anything for Jeremy Round other than can they fucking stop stealing from us, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh... uh... <laughs> oh, Jeff the Intard. Oh, exactly. Uh, what, what's the name of the show? I can't even remember the name of this silly show. Uh, whatever it uh, is. Yes. Whatever show it's called. It seems like we do all the same stories, right? <laughs> yes. I mean... They are the YouTube version of us. <laughs> But it seems like somebody's listening and just hearing... Because the, the last one, the Venezuela story they did, that is incredibly yeah. out of character for them. You know what I mean? Like, it's something yeah. that we would cover. Yes. But when I saw them cover it, I went, that's not normal. No, no. They don't usually no. cover foreign political affairs on that show. No, and they don't. We, that was the same... It was like two days before we covered it. Or we covered it two days before. No. So yeah. let's... Do the same thing to them. Democrats strategists suggest projecting huge Biden hologram over Grand Canyon on Fortnite. <laughs> they suggest a, a hologram of Biden with Mr. Obama on uh, American landmarks uh, in Fortnite as a possible convention replacement. What did you think about this, bro? Yeah, no, we can steal back. Uh, I, I, I laughed so fucking much when they talked about this. Internet Today is their channel, by the way. I finally found it. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, I, 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 I thought it was so funny. Like, this is so out of touch if this is true. It really is Pokemon Go to the Polls, is really what it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. I agree. Uh, what else have you seen on YouTube this week? I have seen a lot of episodes of Cracking the Cryptic. I just have to say that one more time. Cracking the Cryptic is one of the best YouTube uh, channels in the world if you love Sudoku or puzzles like Sudoku. Really? Okay. Uh, they, they are very British and they solve uh, complicated Sudoku. And I, I love uh, Sudoku, and uh, yeah, uh, James Charles is a fan of theirs. Uh, that's actually how I found them. Oh, okay. I, the yeah. Unis Honest episode with James Charles, that was a pretty great episode as well. Oh, uh, so funny. Uh, so <laughs> that was good. And it's fun to watch it now because it's it was yes. recorded before everything happened with the coronavirus, so it's interesting to see yeah. how they were interacting at the time and everything. Uh, and how nice Markiplier is to to Charles, like helping him over the obstacles. I got so like I was like, oh. Uh, the one thing we talked at the end of the show last week about uh, the man who got killed jogging, uh, 
the people who shot him were arrested this week, so that was good. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, what else have I seen this week? I, I really don't have... I I I have seen uh, some reviews of of Capone. I really want to see that now. Uh, it looks like a good movie. I think I'm going to prioritize to see that. Everybody's talking about it like it's it's one of the best uh, movies out there right now, and no, nobody's watching it. Have you heard about this Capone? No. Does it have anybody no. in it that I would know? Uh, yeah, uh, the main actor uh, uh, is very famous, Capone, uh, uh, maybe, uh, oh, jeez, uh, help me out a little, talk uh, about something else. It's looking like, I- I'm guessing next week we're going to be talking about Joe Biden announcing his vice president. I'm thinking yes. that it's going to happen very soon. Uh, I'm yeah. seeing signs of... Stacey Abrams or Kamala yeah. Harris is what I'm seeing, yeah. possibly. Um, but there are other people in suggestion. But just that it feels like the timing is right uh, right now. Tom Hardy plays Al Capone. Oh, okay. That sounds good, I guess. Yeah. I like yeah, him. Uh, and Al Capone's story is interesting. Uh, it also has Matt Dillon and uh, Kyle McLean from... Uh, uh, w- one of my favorite shows of all time, Twin Peaks. Okay, I think that's it, right? You got anything yeah. else? No. Uh, did you watch Money in the Bank at all? Uh, no, I never got around to it. No. Uh, the last match is very fun. Uh, the Money in the Bank match was very fun. But uh, listen to me and uh, Bill recap that show. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, From a very tired Norway, goodbye, everybody. And from America, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.